Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show at businessshow.co, episode number 38 for Wednesday, October 28th, 2015, here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And I'm Shannon Jean, coming to you from lovely Lafayette, California. How goes it, Dave? Uh, you know, some days in small business go better than others, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> that's good. That's a that's that's a uh, probably an understatement, but we will leave it at that. We'll, we'll, we'll rope around another show. And- yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Because today we have a guest with us. Juan Caleo is here. How you doing, Juan? I'm well, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on board. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, definitely interested in, in chatting with you about your business, uh, which is My Auto Home. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's Short great. for uh, My Automated Home and not an insurance company, as a lot of people seem to think. Ah, you know, someday, point. though, that domain may be valuable for sale in that, in that way. So <laughs> that is true. There's, there's a pivot point for you. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That's, that's pretty good. So, uh, okay, Juan, so to tell us a little bit about what you do with your business and... Uh, Give us a little background on on, what's your what's your story, basically. Yeah, sure. So uh, my auto home, I work as a uh, design uh, installation training and support company for really automated products for the home. Uh, I like to think of myself as a similar to what an interior designer does, you know, pull together all the resources out there from the home automation world and help the homeowners come up with a plan uh, based on what they want of what products they should buy, how to install them, either install them myself or get them installed and then train the homeowners on how to use those certain products. Um, that's, so I'm, that's, yeah, kind of like a home automation designer, so to speak. Sure. Uh, it's fascinating. A very timely business as, uh, you know, with Apple's home kit and all these other standards that are kind of vying for everybody's attention right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, part of my uh, reasoning to start this now was exactly home kit, right? A lot of people, uh, Apple spends a lot of money uh, advertising home kit. And I kind of just wanted to jump on that bandwagon because I had a lot of people saying, hey, you know, I saw this commercial. Apple says Siri can turn my lights on. How, how do I do that? Yeah. That's great. You know, I'm, I, I want to interrupt here and, and I, I'm yeah. going to let the Mac geek in me, you know, speak out a little bit. But it, as an opportunity for you to perhaps show us what it is you do, can you do me a favor and simply sure. explain HomeKit as succinctly as might be possible? OK, um, HomeKit is, you know, the way I explain it to potential clients is um it's really a backend that Apple has established in which different product vendors can interact with the iPhone or the iOS ecosystem, principally Siri, um, so that Siri can control those things to do things such as turn on your lights, lock your doors, uh, close your curtains um, in a way that's much more user friendly than is really the norm right now. Um, being able to pick up your phone and say, hey, Siri, um, I'm going to bed. And have her turning off the lights, closing the shades, making sure the door is locked is much simpler than launching two or three different apps to take care of the same thing. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense to me. It, I did, totally. Honestly, even even as the Mac geek that I am, I didn't understand that until about three weeks ago. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understood that it was better, but I it, thank you. That encapsulates it. I have no doubt there are people out there that hear the word home kit and say, I think I, I, I actually, I have no idea what it means, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point. And you know, that uh, like 
the comment you made of having to have, you know, three, four different apps to do everything and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm dabbling in it a little bit. And that's kind of what I'm finding is all these kind of disparate uh, spread out things You're like, man, this is kind of more trouble than it's worth, you know, in some ways. Right. Right, right. But it's uh, it's interesting because um, there have been companies doing home automation for for a decade plus, right? Crestron's probably the the number one, the big behemoth in this space, and they are uh, they are in you know multi million dollar homes, and their setups are hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to install and support, and you know there's a yearly maintenance fee, and they want to do everything, right? They want their one panel, their one app to take care of your entire world. You go into this one thing and you can do anything you want. Um, and I think for uh, a decade ago, you know, maybe even two or three years ago, that was exactly what people wanted. I want this one thing to do everything that very I very rich people, <laughs> <laughs> yes, very people. rich people. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Um, but what I'm finding now is for people like us, uh, you know, our our age, our demographic, people who understand the I- iOS, who understand the iPhone. It's okay to pick up an iPhone and say, okay, this app does that and that app does that. And I can manage that, you know, in my head. Um, So if I want my camera, I'll go to the Nest app. If I want my window shades, I'll go to Lutron, for example. And uh, the younger generations are even more in tune with that. Um, So what I'm finding is that there we're kind of in the middle of a shift from People are saying, well, I can't afford the Crestron. You know, I'm not going to spend half a million dollars to deploy this. But if I can spend a couple of thousand dollars and get five or six different things, you know, from different companies that achieve that same overall goal, I don't mind opening up this app for that and that app for that. And if Siri or HomeKit can integrate it all into, you know, one platform and make it as simple as using my voice, then even better. Yeah. And and it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, you must spend an awful lot of time trying to educate your customers uh, about how this works. Is that right? Yeah, it is. It's definitely true. Um, I was just in Cedia Expo two weeks ago at this point. And, um, you know, one of the conferences they had there, well, they made the huge point that education and setting up training sessions and just talking about these products is probably the biggest seller that a company like me or excuse me biggest selling point that a company like me could ever do yeah hosting a demo and getting a product in front of someone and letting them see how it works and then letting their imagination figure out where where and how they can use it in their homes you know the product almost sells itself sure now as a uh, I mean, I, I own a, a business that's in the service industry where we do things and diagnosis and all that kind of stuff are you the the one thing we've always uh grappled with is how to charge for all of those things. And mm-hmm. are, are you, you find yourself, uh, or do you have a method that you've come up with that you say, okay, you know, I come out and I'm going to do this. And are you billing for that education and that, I mean, it, 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 on the one hand, you know, you're trying to get in the door and, and provide a quote. On the other hand, you're probably spending a lot of your time, you know, talking to people. Right. So I've done two, uh, you know, what I call, bigger demos so far. One was with a um, real estate agency, the realtor that actually found the current place that I'm living in. Um, You know, I kind of called back on her and said, Hey, I'm started a business. Can you do me a favor and just get some of your realtors together? I'd love to talk about my business and the products and see how they fit, you know, in your world. And she was very kind enough to do that for me. Um, And there was good feedback there, right? Um, A lot of people were interested in cameras for security and things like that. Now that I didn't charge anything for, right? Yeah, sure. 
marketing, really. That's marketing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely not. And then I did something similar in my building. My building happens to have like a space you can rent out. So I rented that out and invited other unit owners over. And again, talking about products, things like that. So that is for me, that's all a part of marketing. And it's a relatively inexpensive marketing um, avenue, really, because it just takes my time. That's great. So, so how long have you been, uh, how long has my auto home been around? How long have you been, I know you're tra- you're relatively, I think, new getting going. Uh, how, yeah. how long have you been doing it? Yeah, I incorporated in uh, June. Okay, so great. five months or so. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's great. And, and how, we, uh, we talk here a lot about uh, the transition from uh, employee to employer, uh, <laughs> or just, just even self-employed, uh, you know, making that, that jump seems to be uh, a, a critical juncture and, and a lot of folks, you know, have a real tough time making that. Um, can you, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so this wasn't in the cards for me, you know, seven months ago, even um, I worked for a top, you know, 100 bank, a BNP Paribas French bank. Um and because of an internal shuffle that had happened, I was looking after one particular line of business. They were merging, blah, blah, blah. Me and a coworker essentially started vying for the same position. Um, at that point, you know, I really wasn't happy. Hadn't been happy in that role. Hadn't been happy, you know, with that company for, I don't know, six months or so. Not, nothing wrong with the company, just the role wasn't for me. Sure. Um, so when this happened, I really had an opportunity, right? I was I was at a crossroads, like, do I jump into a new role in this company and try to figure it out? Or do I, you know, take some time off? Um, I've been working in corporate America for 15 years straight um, since before I even got out of college. And I felt like it was a good time to take a break and really assess my life and see where I wanted to go. Um, my wife was super kind enough to uh, <laughs> grant me that wish. Yeah, uh, and so I, I bowed out gracefully and, um, Two or three months later, I said, let me dive into this, you know, home automation thing and just see what I could do with it. Sure. Well, that's and, how uh, that's how a lot of businesses start, right? You take a hobby when you have the opportunity to do so. And I think yeah, it's important yeah. to, to identify that. But, you know, you take a hobby and something that you've got some skill and interest uh, with and and you you develop it. You're right. You, you've right. You, you, yeah. Make it grow. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. And, and I think the. Uh, uh, you know, I know you, you mentioned the support, you know, from your, your spouse, uh, that stuff is so critical, you know, uh, that you have someone else that is completely on board with you and, and yeah, they may have their doubts just like, you know, we all do when we're starting, starting something new, but that, that support structure is really important to have in place and, and maybe even more important than you coming to grips with, okay, I'm going to jump off this and make this happen because you, you, you don't want to have the you know, uh, someone behind you that's not really behind you, you know? Right. Right. And having that conversation with her, when I finally had decided for myself, I want to try to do this. Well, first I want to take some time off. And second, I want to try to do this. You know, having that conversation with her was the most difficult conversation I've ever had with her. (laughs) Like it was even tougher than, you know, proposing to her as you know, yeah, everybody knows how, yeah. And that can be um, because I just felt like, you know, we've only been married two years or so. And a big part of me was just saying, like, does this you know, woman now think that I'm just trying to get out of my 
you know, manly responsibilities of sure. you know, being a real job and providing for the home. Like I don't, you know, and obviously she doesn't think that. Right. But right. No, but that's a reasonable question to ask yourself. I, I mean, it, it it's, it, it may actually on the surface or in retrospect, it may be, it, you may realize it was a, a silly question to ask, but that doesn't remove the validity of asking yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what am I doing? Is this crazy? You, you know, right. the other right. people don't do this. Why am I doing this? Yep. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it kind of puts you in, you know, in her shoes, if you will. Uh, right. Okay. What is she going to have her perception and that kind of thing. And, and from, you know, from an entrepreneur's thing, you, you could be very excited and jumping out and okay, here we go. And, but you know, from someone else that maybe doesn't have that same, uh, outlook on things it can be terrifying that same character flaw shannon is that, that that's exactly i wasn't gonna say that but that's right the same character flaw yeah it almost is really yeah you know like my boss uh the the boss i left at bmp he sat me down and you know he had tried to his wife had tried to start up a small business as well a couple of years back and he told me you're gonna quickly realize that what you have here is someone putting money in your bank account every two weeks whether you try 100 percent or not Right. And most people don't in corporate America. Right. right. You run along at 60, 70 percent unless you're a real go getter and money just comes in and you get used to it. And it's a style of life. And, you know, it hasn't happened for me yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. last five months, you know, and it really is a different mindset. Yeah. Well, I commend you for, to, to, you know, looking at uh, at this as a, you know, it's a challenge, but it's also a new opportunity. And that, you know, part of that whole. Yeah. The check shows up in your bank, you know, can also just kind of numb you to, yeah. uh, to, to what I look at some of the most exciting and great opportunities in your life, you know, with your spouse as well. And, and all those things, I, I, uh, I think it's a great journey that you're, that you're starting on and certainly has its ups and downs, but, uh, right. there's a, a lot more positive, I think. Uh, to right. It. Your right, boss, right. your, your former boss, I should say was right mm-hmm. though. I mean, it, you know, it, and I, it, maybe not. Right. In terms of the guidance that they were giving you. But the fact mm-hmm. is true. Right. It, you mm-hmm. have there's somebody putting money in your bank account, whether or not you try 100 percent. That's right. huge. Right. You right. And you have yeah. to you have to come to terms with that yourself very, very quickly. That mm-hmm. This doesn't happen automatically anymore. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I yes. think I mentioned to you guys earlier that uh, after this, I have to run through an interview. <laughs> and so the interview is back at BMP. I, I decided to um, take up a part time, you know, three day a week contracting gig there sure. just to kind of stem the tide of the bank account. You know, the savings account is, you know, quickly approaching. Yeah. Critical. Below our threshold. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. And so while, you know, while I try to, you know, drum up business and keep doing that, I figure three days a week wouldn't be bad. I can concentrate on the business the other four days and that's a great idea. That's, that's not a bad gig, man. I, um, I wound up doing that too. When I, when I kind of transitioned from being an employee to a consultant, I did not do cold Turkey. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was, I was working at Citibank actually of all places. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I sort of negotiated a very similar thing where I was working three days a week for them. And it, it allowed me to do many other things. And obviously eventually that led to, you know, being out on my own and, uh, you know, and, and all of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's a good thing, man. I, I'm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree. And, and looking at that, uh, you know, all, I think all of us had some sort of safety net. You in have our, to. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, you just can't do it unless you're independently wealthy, you know, already. Right, and, right. uh, you know, so I, I, I think that's, that's, Definitely a good thing to do, and it frees up your time. It probably 
gives you the opportunity to maybe think on a broader level on mm-hmm. the business versus, you know, okay, I got to, you know, do this every single day because I got to immediately start making some money. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and yeah, it, but it does limit, you know, it, one thing I've found and, and actually I'd, I'd love your thoughts on this because you're um, much closer to the start of your business than, than I am at least in, in terms of that. Uh, but doing it that way, limiting the amount of time, limiting the amount of days that you have to focus on your new business for me actually forced me to really evaluate what was important as opposed to, wow, I've got seven days a week. I can do this. I can, I can get lost in every little weed that I want. And there's still plenty of time to make my customers happy, you know, because there's two of them or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. So Um, it can be a good thing. Yeah. I'm going to have to reprioritize really a lot. That's it. You cut out the, you just, well, that's, that's not necessary. That's not necessary. I got four more hours left before I got to Okay. Let's go. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That sense, that sense of urgency. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that is an important thing. Uh, so let's talk about marketing, uh, of your business. You, you mentioned a couple of things, one of which I thought was brilliant, uh, you know, getting involved with the, your local realtor, real estate people. Um, how, what other things have you done to kind of get the word out and to, uh, to market my auto home? Um, so obviously I have a website, you know, Facebook, uh, profile, Twitter account, uh, you know, kind of covered all those bases, um, you know, from the outset, um, try my best to post onto the Twitter and Facebook accounts, uh, as, as many times a week as possible with interesting news or discounts or things like that. Um, my at home has just recently become a nest pro, um, affiliate. So now we can offer Nest products, things like that with a discount and such. Uh, so, you know, every time something like that comes up, I try my best to get it out there on those channels. Um, uh, a designer friend that I have actually suggested house H O U Z Z dot com. Sure. Um, he gets a lot of, he's an interior designer. He gets a lot of hits through that portal. So he suggested I do that. So I am trying that, uh, now, um, and also the USPS has a, a great service. I think it's uh, every door direct mail. Oh, sure. Yep. EDDM. So you give them these postcards and they drop them, you know, and all the, you know, along particular routes in a zip code. Um, and what I just found out is that Staples has that exact same service. They work with the USPS as well, but at a much better price. Oh, so you can go through Staples. Staples can print out the uh, cards for you and then mail them off. And it's like a 10th the price. <laughs> of That's doing great. it through uh, USPS. So I'm trying all those avenues. Plus I think as you guys have said in previous podcasts, you know, you talk to everyone you see, right? Yeah. You have business cards in your pocket. You try to get in that conversation and hand out a business card to anyone you see. And, you know, my friends and family are probably tired of me talking about <laughs> it, but I, um, d- I, I doubt that. I'm sure they're, uh, <laughs> you know, happy to hear about it. And it sounds like, you know, you're passionate and excited about it. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what you have to do. You have to get the word out. And uh, so you're you're kind of developing this, uh, you know, the story of of your business. And so, you know, when you're uh, out there talking and everything, so, I mean, do you have you had an opportunity to kind of develop, uh, you know, a, a story, if you will, of like, oh, you know, this kind of thing happened and look how I solved this problem for this customer. I mean, do you have that those experiences yet or are you still uh, developing as you go along um kind of still developing as i go along um i think the story that really got me started in even realizing what home automation could can do and be for a homeowner is um back in 
2011, um, my wife had purchased a, an apartment in, in Brooklyn, a new, you know, shiny high rise. And they had a very small home automation setup in, in the homes. It was one of their, you know, one of the pluses for buying in this building. Um, and you know, we're sitting there and it, it was, it was cool. you know, you hit a toggle switch, you know, a little keypad and three or four lights turn on. It was very basic. Um, you know, one day during winter, my wife's coming home from work with her laptop bag and her bag and this and that. And, you know, I was sitting at the dining room table and she opens the door and, you know, I see her kind of snake her hand in and try to find the light switch, right? It's a new apartment. You know, still stuff everywhere. She doesn't want to trip. So she's like, uh, okay, finds a light switch, comes through the door. And it was just a moment where I said, well, let me go help her first. <laughs> and oh, then nice. I said, Smart. You know, why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think she yelled at me before. Uh-huh. But I said to myself, why didn't that light just turn on, right? Like the home should be able to know when the door is open, just turn on the light. It's dark out, turn on the light. And I started looking into it. And of course it's possible. And I got it working, you know, ordered a few things and I got it working and, and it was awesome. You know, a week later, my wife comes in, opens the door, lights turn on. And it's just a moment where she was like, that's actually cool. That's useful. You know, yeah. Yeah. all that geeky stuff you do. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Except for the point where um, we're getting ready to go out, turn off all the lights, you know, that same night, turn off all the lights. I opened the door to leave the house and then the light went on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> of course. And then I'm like, how am I going to turn this light off? That's great. That's yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, when you're, and this is, again, we're kind of geeking out a little bit, but I think it's, it's very interesting and timely when you're talking to folks, you know, about the automation and control and cameras and everything, do you hear a lot about, hey, you know, security questions and, okay, so I'm going to have these cameras at my house or I'm going to have this on my phone and my door and this guy, how, how do I, how do I know it's going to be secure? Is that a common thing or do people just kind of blow it off? Um, some people do, you know, focus heavily on security. Um, a lot of people have asked me if I install, you know, alarm systems and things from alarm.com, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, what I tell them is I don't personally see a need for that, not in my life. Um, your situation may be different. And that is not a service that, you know, 24 by seven monitored service is not something that I can provide um, with, you know, off the shelf components. But, you know, with, uh, let's say a Nest Cam, you set up motion zones. And if anything walks through your house, you get an alert on your phone. Um, Now, that may not be great for everyone. But for me, I think that's given me a lot of peace of mind, especially when we're out on vacation and stuff. Right. You get an alert. Oh, okay, The Roomba's running around cleaning things. That's not a problem. But if someone were to break into my apartment and stuff, I could see that. Right. And I can save a clip of it on my uh, on my Mac and show the cops. And for me, that's more than I need. And it gives me that sense of security. So when people start talking about you know, security and monitoring, I really ask them, well, what is it that you're trying to find? You know, what, what would give you that sense of sense of mind? Is it just knowing that your kids have gotten home safe? Is it getting an alert on your phone? If your smoke detector goes off while you're away, like what sort of things do you really want to know about? And let's see if we can find something that won't cost you a hundred dollars a month to give you that, that peace of mind. Sure. Yeah. And that, that, it makes a lot of sense. And I guess where, where I was going more with is like their privacy, uh, you know, being worried about all this information or data that maybe, you know, Nest is gathering and uh, or, you know, putting the, the video in the cloud, all those kinds of things. I, I would imagine that that unless they're 
again, I'm not sure if the, I mean, maybe some people just don't have a clue about it and are not worried about it, but I would think the just security of the data and the system itself uh, would be an ongoing issue or a question anyway. Yeah, actually, no, that's not a question that has come up uh, very much. And I think it comes down to the fact that just people don't know enough to think about it or ask those questions. I see. Um, but the products I am choosing, you know, it's funny. I, I definitely try to go with much more reputable products. I had really liked Wink and I still like Wink and I use it in my house and then, you know, they file for bankruptcy. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, it really is an evolving uh, space and you have to kind of try to get in bed with the people who have been around and will probably be around. Um, Lutron is, is big in this space as well. They have three major products that do home automation, but I still get, you know, alerts from them probably every other month of, you know, their service being down for, for whatever reason, usually overnight. So it's really not a big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, those are, I think it's kind of the, the infrastructure still fleshing itself out. Yeah. Um, security is definitely a top concern. Um, people aren't asking, but I think it's just because people haven't thought about it. Yeah, that's, I, I would think so. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I have nest cams at some different locations and I always am like, okay, I, you know, and before I, I was setting up, you know, just IP cameras that I could control, but mm. you know, the ease of use, you know, with that camera is just is great. So you're, but I always was paranoid about putting everything I had up there in the, in the cloud, but you know, it's a front door, so not too worried about it. Right. Yeah. And when it comes to cameras, I think <laughs> mine is, you know, I don't, I don't suggest putting them in bedrooms or bathrooms yeah, sure. or anywhere private. Right. You know, I have one camera in my apartment it's in the living room faces the front door and I know it's there and, you know, I keep it off, but I, I kind of always just go through my life assuming that someone's watching me. <laughs> it's a little yeah. scary, I think, but I think it also keeps me safe. Right. You know, Sure. It's there for when I need it in case anyone ever gets into it or whatever. I'm aware it's there. I'm not going to do, you know, yeah. crazy stuff. And if I, if I do need absolute privacy, I just go and unplug it. Yep. Turn off, right? Well, and, and you can also do things like turn off the audio capabilities of the camera until yep. you're remote. And now you want to hear what's going on. Just turn them on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's great. And, you know, you mentioned some other like security companies. One thing I see around here is lots of the, uh, Alarm companies, we have ADT and another large company called Bay Alarm. They are really pitching uh, automation and uh, things with, of course, a monthly service. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so how is your, what's your thought on how you would position, you know, my auto home, uh, you know, small business versus like these, you know, big guys. I think even Comcast is pushing them out. You know, I've seen a, a flyer yeah. or two come over. Um, what's your thoughts on that? So I kind of see that as the same as a as an interior designer for kind of like luxury homes right sure you can go with the big guys and they are going to have their so, sort of one suite of products that they try to push into your home whether or not it fits perfectly um, i can offer true customized you know true customization for your home uh, even down to something as the look of the light switches right uh, i mentioned that i was at cd expo a couple of weeks ago and a company called savant has come up with a beautiful switch and it might sound funny to say that but it is a beautiful switch right it has a yeah. dial and buttons and it just looks great and you could tell they put a lot of time into how this looks because the high-end homes care about things like how their switches look um right. that one switch costs 250 bucks you know it's not something that 
you know, the Comcast or whatever is going to try to push to just anybody. Right. Um, so I think it really comes down to that sort of mass market versus truly customizable um, difference. And I can provide that, right? We don't have to spend $250 on a switch, but you know, Lutron, Legrand, all these companies make uh, beautiful looking things that might work in your home and might work with your style that I can make work to do what you want, as opposed to just settling for whatever, you know, AT&T is trying to push on you yeah. um, to do the same job. That's good. Yeah. It makes sense that, you know, distinguish yourself. And, and we, like we always say here, every business is a customer service business. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, I would imagine you're certainly going to kill them, uh, you know, from that front. Right. No, no so. doubt. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's good. So, you know, I, I know it's a relatively new business for you, but one of the questions that we always ask, you know, is, Hey, looking back at the beginning when you were just getting started, you know, what piece of advice uh, would you give yourself that, you know, now, and, and I'm sure even seven months into it, uh, you're, you, you look back and go, Oh, you know, if I'd only done this or that kind of thing, it's a, it's a real valuable thing that we share with other small business owners that, you know, typically find themselves in the same position. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in my uh, position, right, having come from corporate America uh, and, and, and now finding myself, you know, a couple of weeks away from going back, you know, I think I, I would, if I could speak to previous one, I would say, you know, stay there, you know, stay at that job, uh, try to scale back the role, try to work with your boss to see if maybe you could, you know, do something totally different that gets you that three or four days a week. Um, and gives you a day or two to really concentrate on the business and try to build up a, a client base um, before, you know, um, taking the leap. Um, yeah. I think it would have just had that, you know, like we said before, safety net. Sure. Yeah. That Keep everyone sense. comfortable. Uh, let me continue doing what I'm doing. Let me continue planning for the future, you know, with our savings and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but allowing me to kind of, exercise the muscles a bit of, of being an, an entrepreneur and being self-employed because uh, yeah, if it's nothing you've done before, those muscles are atrophied and you have no idea, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> and I, right. you know, spend two, three months trying to figure out how I'm going to tell people about my business. Right. Yeah. No, that makes that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, I, uh, again, I commend you for getting out there. I mean, the, the thing I always tell, especially younger people, I'm like, if, if you don't do it now, it's certainly not going to get any easier when you yeah. have, you know, uh, your overhead's different. You, you have some kids and these kind of things, all those things that uh, really rely on that, you know, check that shows up every two weeks. Right. Uh, you know, those are critical things and wonderful things, but they can definitely slow you down or, or stop you from, you know, making that leap. Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's great. Um, so, you know, we always talk about accountability and how it helps. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of being held accountable, like for my employees and this kind of thing. And I always tell them, so we, we'd love to have you, first of all, thanks you know, for coming on the show. Absolutely. And we'd, we'd love to come back, circle around, you know, uh, you know, sometime in the future and see how you're doing and uh, get, get some more information from you and check in with you from time to time and see how you see how your business is evolving. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. That'd be great. That'd be good. Dave, you have any more questions for Juan? 
No, this has been fascinating. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, I like, well, I, and I should tell everyone that you've written a few articles on home automation for us at, uh, at Mac Observer, and I'll happily link to those in our show notes too. And uh, because they've been great resources. And I, I, I know you haven't written a ton for us, and I certainly, you know, you've never been an employee of ours or anything, but I love it when I see anybody, especially people that I've worked with, uh, Branching out on their own, trying new stuff. I mean, it's fantastic. So I'm I'm really excited for you, man. And and, yeah. and I think what you're doing with the three day a week thing, if you know, hopefully that works out. Uh, and I think it, I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely good. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, man. Yeah. So any, you know, we're we're definitely behind you on the the small business show. And people have questions or want to encourage Juan, you know, feedback at businessshow.co. And uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while today, Juan, and we wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you, guys. And uh, keep up with the show. We really love it. I I have found it to be an invaluable resource. Um, So, yeah, thank you guys for doing that. You bet. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.